in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come in. Oh God, I pray that you will hide me behind the cross, that you give me access and ability to minister third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be every time I look up, I can't find no help. We're living in an hour now that it seems like if it ain't one thing, it's another. And it seems like there are so many things that's coming in the earth that it seems like I don't know which way to go, even though I know the word of God is in me. And it seemed like huh, if it ain't the children, huh, it's the husband. If it's not the husband, huh, it's the job. Every time I look up, huh, it just seemed like I can't get no help. Huh. This is an hour now. Huh. It's going to be between you and Jesus. Huh. There's nobody else that's going to be able to bail you out. Huh. There's nobody else that's going to come to your rescue. Huh. I don't care what you think that's going to come upon the earth. Huh. Every time I look up, it, it seemed like there's, if it ain't one thing, there's another. Huh. There's always something trying to overtake me. Huh. There's always something that's trying to stand in my way. And every time I look up for somebody to bail me out or come to my rescue, it seems like 911 ain't working no more. Oh, but I can call Jesus Christ up. He'll come to my rescue at any time. Every time I look up, it seems like I can't find no help. We're going to be talking about Brother Paul. You're going to understand his walk. You got to understand something this stage and hour that we're living in. Huh? There's anything and everything that is happening. Huh? It seems like I go to the job. Huh? The boss is smiling in my face. Huh? But the next day they're giving me a pink slip. Huh? If it ain't that, huh? it's one thing and after another. Huh? If it ain't the children, huh? it's the dog and the cat. Huh? If I can't get no help no kind of way, I don't care how much I try. Huh? Every time I look up, I can't find no help. Job went through so many things in his life. Huh? He suffered so many trials and tribulations, huh? even though he had a crazy wife huh? that didn't have faith. Huh? Have you ever been in a house huh? or in a situation? Huh? It seemed like you were the only person that understood and had faith to believe for the whole house. Huh? Every time I look up, it seemed like I can't find no help. Just you and Jesus. Every time I go to my job, it seems like they're piling more work. And then they're telling me i got to take a pay cut. You need to understand the hour that we're living in. God is shaking the heavens and he's shaking the earth. And you need to understand something. God is doing a separation in this hour. The friends that you had back in the day, God is snip snipping. You got to understand something. God is shaking the church of God. He's shaking the foundation of the church. It seems like now we don't know what the stage or how the church should look in this hour. It seems like God is tearing down everything that it seemed like it was built by his hand. But God said everything that's built on the solid rock, it shall stand. Now I'm just showing you everything that was in sink and sand. And I told you, they're not trusting the other name. But Jesus Christ, the solid rock in which I stand. Every time. I look up, I can't get no help. 
Just you and me, Jesus. You got to understand something. <laughs> we get jumped out there before God tells us to jump. We want to do what we want to do because it seems like it's applicable to us. It seems like it's right. But the Bible tells you there's a way that seems right unto a man. But the end is death. We need to understand something. What God is doing in this hour. You got to understand something. Abraham and Sarah couldn't wait. She had to jump out there and get the baby the way that she wanted to do and it's a mess. I don't know have you ever jumped out of something and you thought that you were really in the fine pan but you jumped into the fire and if God don't rescue you, if God don't deliver you if God don't bring you out of this situation, you're going to die you're going to suffer and you got to understand something. God is moving in a strange way in this hour and if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you know the word of God, rightly divided in the word of truth, you're going to be in trouble. You're not going to understand. You're going to be crazy. You're going to be mixed up. You're going to be laying in the hospital bed. You're going to run to the pastor. He ain't going to have no answer. Every time I look up, it seems like I can't get no help. Where are you, Lord? I looked up the word help. The verb part of the word says, make it easier for someone to do something by offering one service or resources. When I look at the world now, it seems like the world is not offering no help. They're not offering their resources. They're not trying to make it beneficial for you. You need to understand what's going on. It seems like now we were walking in abundance of supply and now they're rationing it out. You need to look and see what your government did. Back in the day when I was down south, they had a terrible storm come up and they were giving out cheese and bread. They were rationing it out and we had to survive two or three weeks without power and the government stepped in. Now I look back now, 20, 30 years later, here come the government rationing it out again. But yet you still trying to live this fan blowing life. But nobody's trying to seek the word of God. Every time I look up, I can't get no help. Let me give you the other definition. It says, can and could not help. Cannot or cannot avoid. You notice that everybody's trying to avoid you. They scared of what you're going to ask them for. Because they don't want to give up anything that they got. They scared. But you need to understand something. God took a fish and five loaves of bread and fed a multitude. We're coming into this hour now. That God is going to take care of the saints. The born again, the fire baptizer, the speaking in tongues virgin. God is going to look for people that got faith like Paul. If you ain't got no faith, there's not going to be no moving of manifestation. You said signs and wonders shall follow those that believe. You need to understand you are going to be that sign and wonder. And I pray that you got the faith to believe. Every time I look up, I can't get no help. You need to understand what is going on. I want to give you the noun version of help. 
the action of helping someone to do something assist. The only person, because God is the noun that we need. You got to understand something. A verb is action. Now is what is happening and manifesting now. Now he's going to be a right noun God. And he's going to come and deliver his people right now from the yokes of bondage. He's going to set you free. He said, I promise to set the captives free, to recover the sights of the blind, to those who are lost. You need to understand something. What God is going to do in this hour. God is going to move by his power. He's going to move by his anointing. And those that want to be set free, those that want to break free from God, I mean break free from the yokes of bondages, God is going to do it. You need to understand what God is saying in his word. You need to understand that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, to get two good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to bring liberty and to the captives. You need to understand something. The spirit of the Lord has anointed you to do great and mighty things. But if you don't have the faith to believe, you're going to be cut off. You're going to be that dried up branch that God cursed and found that he wasn't producing nothing. This is the hour that God is doing the separation from the wheat and the tarry. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now is the hour. If you don't have the spirit of God, you need to understand something because we are the representation of Jesus Christ in the earth. What brings out the best in you is what God is allowing in the earth now. Have you ever been in a storm? You got to put on your thick boots. You were prepared. You know that you were going to go into deep waters because it depends on your situation. And now God is saying, I'm sending you out there to deep waters. Every time I look up, I can't get no help. Get ready for the deep waters. Deep, get ready for the deep manifestation of God because the deep is calling to the deep. God is bringing the people from out of shadow waters into deep waters. You need to understand what God is doing. God is moving by his power. He's not delaying. He's not disappointing. He don't know what he's not doing. You need to understand that you serve a mighty God and except a man be born again, how can he see Jesus Christ? This is the hour. So many people that was not saved are going to get saved. This is the hour that God is calling the ones from out of the Jordan. He's calling the ones that didn't have no hope. He's calling the ones that the pastors didn't want to labor with. He's calling them to the forefront. You need to understand the head is finna be the tail and the tail is finna be the head. You ever been on the backside of a desert? You got to understand something. You don't know how God that saved and preserved you off a little bit of nothing. And now God is finna reverse what he's done from the beginning. You need to understand what God is doing now. Healing power is coming in the earth. You need to understand something. We even had years and decades of prophesying. Oh, but there weren't many people that had the healing power of Jesus Christ. God said, my people need to be healed. He said, my people need to be set free by the power of the living word. God said, I'm going to send an angel to visit you in the midnight hour, and I'm going to touch the body. I'm going to do the miraculous. What people used to drive for and near to get God said, I'm going to manifest it in your house. Healing power. 
You need to understand what God is doing. Every time I look up, I can't get no help. God is going to do something awesome. And if your faith is not in a place, you're going to miss when God moves by. Now is the hour to stay connected to the true and living God. You've been connected to a building. You've been connected to a man and woman of God. But God said you were never connected to me. He said, I'm going to teach my people how to have true fellowship with me. I'm going to bring them back to the fold. He said, I'm cutting everything that was not of me away. I'm cutting away man's philosophy. I'm cutting away man's book. I'm cutting away all of these fake and false prophets that's in the land. The Bible said they're going to tell you you're going to be peace, peace. But God said you won't go to find none. He said there's going to be rumors of wars. There's going to be this and that coming on the land. But God said, don't worry. Because if your faith is in me, you don't have to worry about anything. You better have faith as a mustard seed to believe that God can do anything but fail. You need to understand something that God is moving in a way that's mighty sweet. He's never late and he's never disappointed. You're looking for everybody else to bring you out. You're looking for everybody to, to deliver you. But the only answer is in Jesus Christ, I pray that your faith is very sure. Every time I look up, I can't get no help. No matter how I try. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 11. And I want to read you this. And I'm starting at verse 23. Paul's suffering, supported by his apostleship. But I'm going to focus on 23. I'm going to tell you everything that Paul suffered and went through. Some of you thinking that your suffering is in vain. But when you do it in the Lord, it's not in vain. He knows every tear we have shed. He knows every ache and pain. He knows every mistreatment. He knows just how much we can bear. And God will pull you out in a nick of time. You need to understand something about God. He is awesome. He is great. And there's nothing too hard for God. If you got the faith to believe, you can move the mountain and tell it to go over here and be placed over there. Your faith got to be tested and tried in order to be Come mature. Every time I look up, I can't get no help. I can tell them, I can tell you about my pain. I can tell them about my pain. But until you experience my pain, you have no idea. Oh, but he understands every moaning and groaning. Some of us spending a life trying, trying to explain our pain. And God said they still ain't going to understand it. But if you would have came to me the first time, I would have had empathy and sympathy on you. You need to understand about grace and mercy. When you think it's unbearable, God will make it bearable. Because God understands every ache and pain, every heartache, every mistreatment, every spirit that came up against you. You need to understand something about God. He don't make no mistakes. Everybody's going to suffer and go through something in this life. You need to understand something. Paul understood the anointing of suffering. Paul 
understood the mission in which he was here to do. Uh, you need to understand now it's the hour for you to find your mission and purpose in the earth for God. Second Corinthians. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. And this goes right here. I am more in labors and abundant, in strife above measure, in prison more frequently, in death often. He said I've been put through so many type of things in my life. But he says, I know that I'm doing it, that the spirit of Christ may abide in me. Because it's not about what I suffer in life. It's about me pleasing and doing what God has called me to do. You need to understand something. When Ananias took Paul and when he was blinded, God told Ananias what was going to happen and why he was going to use Paul. Acts 9, 15 and 16 tells you that. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles. Kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. So when you're suffering, you're suffering in the name of Jesus Christ. When my mother had cancer, instead of her blaming, she would say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But when we suffer, we want to put down the name of Jesus and want to cuss him out and leave the church because God didn't answer my prayers. So you, you tell God what to do. Uh-huh. You're a lying prophet. So you tell the mighty God that created you, put breath and life in your body, how to answer prayers. There's so many people are going to abandon the faith like never before. We're getting closer to the end times. Let's go. Verse 24, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-four. 24. He said, from the Jews five times I received 40 stripes minus one. I don't care what the devil do to you. You're more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. You need to understand something. You don't have to go there. But you need to understand huh, what 2 Corinthians 10 and 3 means. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pulling down the strongholds. The data day church has not told you about how to pull down strongholds. They have not prepared you for spiritual warfare. But God is finna raise up a people like he did with Joshua for war. And you better learn how to war in the spirit. You need to understand something. Even though your sword has been rusted, even though it has not been used in years, some of you didn't even know you had a sword. But some of you didn't even know you had an angel that's warring on your behalf. Why are you still here in half of your right mind? It could have been worse. But I thank bees to God 
Because your suffering is not for you, it's for somebody else. It's paying somebody else for what's coming down the road. You just happen to be the vessel that God has chosen. You need to understand what's going on. 2 Corinthians 11 and 25. Three times I was beaten with rods. And it says, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. And night and the day I have been in the deep. God, he's saying, guess what? I've been in some deep waters. I don't know if you ever been in a trial. This thing was so deep. <laughs> and you had to stretch out your faith like Peter. God said, come, you better learn how to walk on water. Even Jonas survived three days and three nights in the fish. You better have faith. Unshakable, unmovable, always abiding in the works of the Lord. Knowing that your suffering is not in vain because it's in the Lord. Some people don't know how to go through in the Lord. What do you mean by that? They want to call their friend. They want to get lab their business out on Facebook. They trying to do everything Twitter tells you how to do. They reading some, some man's philosophy, but they never pick up the word of God. In this hour, you better learn how to pick up the word of God. Every time I look up, I can't get no help. Just you and me, Jesus. Stop looking for friends to come. Stop looking for them to support you. Stop looking for them to tell you well done. The Bible said he's going to tell you that. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. He's going to tell you to come up high. He's going to promote you. You need to understand how promotion works. It doesn't come from man. It doesn't come from the north, south, east, or the west. But promotion comes from God. After you done suffered a while, he said you're going to reign with him. So many people are stepping back out of God. So many people are withdrawing. The Bible says for those that put their hands in the power and look back. You're not fit for the kingdom. You better get your faith in check. You better start fasting and praying and seeking the face of God like never before. This is an hour for the true worshiper to come forth. God is testing the body of Christ. Can you praise me in the midst of this? Can you sit out time and meditate on me? Let me work on you. Let me talk to you. We know the voice of a man, but you don't know the voice of God. Now it's time that you steal away and be with the Lord. Verse 26. I'm going to tell you what perils is. Serious and it, it, it says intimate danger, exposed to danger, threatened. In journeys often, in perils of waters. In perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. He had been exposed to everything around him. But Paul still kept focus. 
One of the major things that the church is going to have to really fight is the spirit of not staying focused. We want to focus inwardly. Let you go through something. What's the first thing that you do? You focus on your pain. But Paul said, I cannot focus on what I'm happening in me on the outside because I understand that this body is decaying day and night. I understand from ashes to ashes and then dust to dust, I'm going to leave here, but my spirit is going to be with the Lord. You need to understand something. In spite of whatever's happening in this earth realm, you better make sure that Jesus Christ is the one that you're focusing on. I don't care how deep and strong the trials are. I don't care how much people persecute you. I don't care whatever it is you're facing in this life. He said, I don't care if my kinfolks come against me. People in my own country. I don't care how many riots happen in America. I don't care how many killings the policemen do. I'm going to still stick with Jesus. I, I don't care how many wilderness experiences I'm going to go through. It doesn't matter. I don't care what I suffer in the city. It does not matter. But I'm going to still stick with God. I don't care how many false prophets are in the land. I don't care how many times the pastor turned his phone off and he couldn't talk to me. I don't care how many women he done mess with. I don't care how many times the first lady the food around with the piano player. It doesn't matter. I'm going to still stick with the Lord. I'm not going to let death nor hype or anything separate me from the love of God. Because we live in an hour. Some of the famous people you thought was something, God is going to pull the covers off if he hadn't already. But you can't lose hope and faith in that. You need to just see the hand of the Lord working. Because he said every hidden thing shall be exposed. And this is an hour now that God is exposing what is in the church so the people can get healed and set free and delivered. How can I cast out Bezebug and Bezebug live in me? How can I cast out a drunk demon and I'm drinking at night? How can I cast out a lust and a fornication demon and I got a man sitting in my bed at night? How can I do all of these things except I be delivered by the power of God and then my faith be strong and strengthened and fortified in the things of God that I know that anything that I face, anything that I've been through, I don't have to be ashamed. It's just a testimony for somebody else. God will turn my day into night and he'll turn my night into day. I just got to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I don't care how many times I go in the wilderness, but I know he's able. Verse 27, 2 Corinthians 11 and 27. He said, in the weariness and toil, he said, I don't care how tall up I will. Seem like my emotions got the best of me. Have you felt like you're going crazy, but you seem like you couldn't go crazy? I done been there so many times. When the pain and the turmoil was more than I can bear. Don't understand why I've been chosen for this journey. And sleepless often. And hunger and thirst. He 
said I had to go through when nobody would feed me or come to my rescue. He said, but I didn't let none of that stop me. And first, and fasting often, and cold, and nakedness, I didn't have all the clothes to fit my journey. Some of us got more clothes than we know what to do with. He said, it didn't matter. I was going to stick with God. No matter how tough and hard it got, how forsaken people have done to me. Uh, if I had to stand in the cold at night, uh, which is a little wood and a little fire, uh, but I could still say thank you, Jesus. Uh, he will supply my every need. You need to understand something. Paul paid a terrible price for the anointing. It's not meant for everybody, but the O's that have the faith to believe. Do you have the faith to believe that God can do anything? He is a miracle worker. Verse 28. Besides the other things which what came upon me daily, it says my deepest concern for all is the churches. Paul said, I do all of this, that my mission that God has placed me there for. He said what? For the Gentiles, for the king, for the children of Israel. Paul wrote most of the New Testament. He was concerned about the churches. A true apostle will have the heart of God, and God is always concerned about his bride. That's the church. God ain't coming back for Beyonce. He ain't coming back for J-Lo. He not coming back for your favorite pop radio station. He coming back for the church. And when he comes back, all of this stuff that you done slaved and worked for, he, he's going to be right here. It's going to be, it's going to drop and die. Because when God brings, raptures the church, raptures really not in the Bible, when God brings the church out of the earth, the earth is going to crumble. It's just going to because without the spirit of Christ, nothing will live in the earth. You need to understand what's going on. You need to understand what God is saying and doing in this hour. Let's go to verse 29. Who is weak? And am I not weak? Who is made to stumble? And I did not. Burn with indignation. Let's talk about ind indignation. I'm going to give you the definition for indignation. It means anger. Or annoyance provoked by what is perceived as unfair treatment. He said, I done did all of this. But my heart don't hold no indignation against my brother. And the very people you try to help is the very people that come up against you and stab you in the back. Paul said that didn't stop me because what I perceived what they were doing God had a plan and a purpose in you need to understand what God is saying you need to understand what God is doing in this hour and I'm going to tell you something he took joy 
in his suffering. Second Corinthians 12 and 10, it says, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities. This is Paul talking. I take pleasure in my pain. Some people are saying, well, that's impossible to do because you're in a natural mind, but when you're in a spiritual realm and you are operating knowing that you are spirit. The body's made of three things. First Thessalonians tell you that. We're body what? Soul and spirit. In reproaches, in need, in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sake. He did all of this suffering for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Because this body gets tired, but my spirit. I'm going to tell you something. I got the, if I can go there, but if I can't go there, I want to tell you something. Second Timothy. I'm going to tell you something. Second Timothy 2 and 3. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who listed him as a soldier. Verse 5. 2 Timothy 2 and 5. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. We're going to have to have an athletic mind. When you think about the great, I don't care what kind of pain they go through. Serena Williams going to hit that ball. Michael Jordan going to. Cobra Bryant going to. And they invest in their bodies to do everything to preserve it from injury. But we got the whole armor of God. No matter what happens, it is in them to compete and to finish the race. Have you noticed when they get ready, if they can't compete the race, they act up. It hurts them. It's like they cry like a baby. But the body of Christ has not prepared themselves for spiritual warfare. They have not prepared themselves for the soon coming king. And that's why we have a lot of weak people in the church. We don't have a, a lot of prayer warriors. We don't have a lot of people to hold fast to the things of God. Let the first trial and tribulation come. They flat on their back. They want to cry and whine to God. And God is looking for a people that he can use in this last hour. I got to read you this. You can go to Ephesians 5. Finally, my brother, Ephesians, excuse me, 6 and 10. 
strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power. If you don't understand the power of God, you need to have the presence of God to understand the power of God. When you understand how God watches over us day and night while we sleep in. But yet, because you don't understand who you serve, you go around murmuring and complaining, and that's why your wilderness is the way it is. When you understand who's keeping you day in and day out, in spite of what I suffer, Paul understood this. He had a warfare's mind. He understood Christ and the suffering. It was not in my mountaintop that I understand who God was. It was down in the valley when he was kept making a way, where he kept giving me daily bread, where he kept providing for me. You got to understand something. The children of Israel were in the wilderness. They were fed every day. They had to believe God every day. Some of you in the wilderness, and you're making your own provisions. And you want to know why your bread is spoiled, or should I say your credit card is high as the sky? Keep making your way. Because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, addeth no sorrow. I ain't got no debt behind what God does. You need to understand this. Verse 13. Ephesians 6 and 13. He said, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand. Having guard your ways with truth. People don't like the truth. They'll eat a lot quick and be satisfied. What are you seeking after? That is what's happening in the church. Everybody wants a good word. Everybody wants to stay complacency in their sin. If you say anything other than the truth, I don't want to hear. And you want to know why there's going to be a great falling away. Seek after the truth of God's word. Having to put the breastplate of righteousness and having shone your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is your feet racing to? You ever notice that all the TV shows now is full of what? Mess, junk, but we are raised to it because that's our favorite show. And all they teach you is how to love, how to sin, how to have three and four women. Show you that a marriage can't stand. What you, what you entertaining yourself with? And then because you done picked up the spirit of the world, now you're going to look for somebody like what you see on TV because that's who captivated your heart. God ain't there. Why is it now? Just like the cell phones. Why is it not that everybody's getting cut on? And all the women have low self-esteem because anytime you don't understand who you are, so you're going to create what you see on TV. 
Back in the day, everybody wanted to be a muscle man like Arnold Schwarzenegger and some of the greats, but you didn't know that they were killing their body with steroids. And that it, it, it had effects on other parts of the body. Mm. You need to see what's going on. And then you look at them 20, 30 years later, you don't even know who they are because they have destroyed the body. But we fell for the image. Above all, take in the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked one. Some people don't believe in, in evil. They don't believe in spiritual warfare. They don't believe in demons. They don't believe in witches and warlocks. But yet you'll go to a scary movie and believe everything Steven Spielberg tell you. But when the church says it, it's something wrong. Seek after the truth. Everything came from out of the word of God. Even witches and warlocks, they used the word. They just inverted there was nothing else but God, so the devil had to recreate what God had already done. How did he beguile Eve? He switched up some words, and that's what Satan does with us now. Every time I look up, I can't find no help. You need to see what's going on. It says, and take the helmet of salvation, the word of the spirit, which is the word of God. You need to understand what is going on here. I'm going to go to 2 Timothy 4, 6, and 8. But when you can, please go and read 2 Corinthians 6, 3 through 10. For I am already poured, being poured out, as a drink offering. And this is his summation of his life. It says, and the time of my departure is at hand. Everybody has a time of exiting. But before you exit, I pray that your works are not left undone. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I tell God I don't want nothing in this earth, the things to come, the things already on the earth, people or anything, demons or nothing, to destroy my faith. Nothing. I say, God, I want to have unmovable, unshakable faith in you. So when the children cry, it don't bother me. When the job fails me, it don't bother me. When my mind and my body is perplexed and rocking with pain, it don't bother me. Because my heart is with the Lord. I got peace. Finally there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, did you hear that? Righteous judge. The courtroom. If you ain't got God on you, that judge and along with the DA and the lawyers, they're already going to have you in trouble. Will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. I pray that something's been said and done 
in Jesus' mighty name. And I pray that every time I look up, I can't find no help. Just you and me, Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen.